Welcome all you sinners and sodomites to episode four of Bible Stories for Atheists. I am Josh. I'm Linz. And we are your guides to the habitually holy stories, literally, literarily littering the Bible. <laughs> How many of those did you say you had? A list. All right. An like unspecified it. number. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that I am going to have to keep adding to. Yeah. No, that's good. That's great. I love it. Yeah. We, I had an interesting uh, couple weeks yes. between episodes where I was kind of going down a nostalgic rabbit hole. Yes, you were. Yes, I did. Yes, I was. <laughs> and yes, I still am, kind yes, of. Yes, you are. Uh, so what I haven't mentioned on the podcast before is that when I was a kid, I was half the time growing up Jehovah's Witness, right. which is really an interesting offshoot of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's... You know, some people are going to have different viewpoints on it. Personally, I think it's a cult. Yeah. And it's totally a cult. I mean, I uh, knew some J-Dub kids growing up. Yeah. And they were, and they were, I mean, they were perfectly lovely children, but like, you know, they were the weird kids because they never, they never had no, to, no birthdays, no birthday, no, they couldn't do the no holiday holidays. parties with us and stuff like Can't that. Can't do the Pledge of Allegiance. And it was like, you never got invited to their house. They right. could never come over to your, like they seemed to live a very solitary sort of existence. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. <laughs> so to shed a little light on what it's like growing up as a kid, I came across this, this last week. This is what brought me down the rabbit hole was um, this old storybook that I had when I was a kid um, over at my dad's house uh, that is a Jehovah's Witnesses book of Bible stories. It's it's called My Book of Bible Stories. Right. Very ambiguous. Um, You wouldn't know that it is specific to the... The witnesses. Witnesses. No. And anybody who wants to can find find these stories online on jw.org. Um, that's their website, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, you just Google Jehovah's Witnesses, my book of Bible stories, and you'll find it. I went on eBay. I bought for really cheap a used copy it is, of it's this a, book. It's like if you leave out what it says on the front. Yeah. Like it is a really pretty book. It kind of is. Yeah. It's yellow. It's yeah. a yellow book with red, um, kind of a shiny embossed uh lettering on yeah front. very simple yeah like, very simple just very sort of retro looking yeah right? it's from it's copyright 1978 and this is absolutely like the copy i had not the exact copy but obviously but this is exactly what i had when i was a kid and it's full of illustrations um it they cram the thing is like less than half an inch thick like it's the actual very pa- small. pages but they cram over a hundred, like somewhere around 150 stories. Wow! Into it, and oh. there's tons of illustrations that I have got to say. These illustrations, I still have nightmares today with the the imagery from these illustrations. And it's like, how the hell did they ever make this into a children's book? Right? There's some nice stuff in there too, like the Garden of Eden. Is this about the beginning of? That's the beginning of of so, time. Okay. This is Lindsay's first time looking at this. So, so, I, so like, I got it this like a scene you would see in like a book about dinosaurs. Kind of, yeah. So so we're seeing lava. Um, lava and volcanoes and stuff like that. And so that's like before the this Garden is God of Eden forming the forming earth. the earth. Yep. And then we have the Garden of Even 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 <laughs> the of, Garden the of Garden Eden, of Even Stevens where he's making all the aminals. <laughs> yes. Yep. 
uh, and they all exist together in climates that are not what they live in today. Right. <laughs> There's the fucking kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> kangaroo next to elephants and lions. A swan. Some sheep. Yeah. yeah. Horses running in the background. Yeah. A parrot. <laughs> <laughs> It's just everything all living there all together. Yep. And then we have Adam and Eve. Yep. Where's the color on this one? Yeah, so some of them don't have color. And I actually kind of feel like I might be wrong, but I think a later edition of this must have had full color. Yeah. Because I think some of these had color that when I was a kid that, that don't now. But some of them are just black and white drawings. These children had, oh, this child has nipples. This child does not. <laughs> yeah. Probably because that's a girl. Probably. And that one's crying. Yeah. So, so yeah. is this Adam and Eve's babies? Yes. I thought they only had two. No, they had multiple. Okay. There's only two that really have. Really matter. Yeah. Oh, and here they are. One killing the other. Yep. In a pool of blood. Yep. And he leaves the weapon behind. And right. he's very upset by it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of blood. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of blood with that person that's dead. And then there's another picture of somebody just being killed yep. right there the on the next page. next to them. Yeah. And then here's a dude who's upset about something along with some ladies who are clearly prostitutes, perhaps. Right. That's a story about giants, apparently. Those are some big guys. Yeah. Just they, it's funny because they, it's, they say that. People by the throat. There's, they say that there were giants at this point. And then I looked up the Bible verse and that is not what it says. Well, doesn't it did, didn't that one guy? There's David and Goliath. Goliath, Goliath was a giant guy, right? He was supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he had to come from this, somewhere. This is long before that ever happened. Yeah, he had to come from somewhere. Maybe right? there's something to that. I don't know, but I just know that the verse that they reference doesn't have anything to do with that. What is going on here? So this oh, is that's, the Noah that, story. So this is the Noah story. That's people laughing at Noah for building the ark. They thought that is terrifying laugh faces. Yeah, I know. They look like they're in pain. And they also look like they're twins. Well, yeah. Like they, they look clearly, like they're villains from 1940s black and white films. Yeah. They they clearly used the same models over and over again for a lot of these images. Were there a lot of blonde women That's, and men existing in the, uh, I don't know, fucking North African Middle Eastern area back then? So 145 illustrations. There's pretty much zero people of color. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy because if one thing the Jehovah's Witness had going for them was that they accepted. Were very inclusive. Yes, because yeah. they wanted to grow their numbers. Right. So they didn't care. Yeah. They, they were. That's if, why so if, many African-American families right. in, in the U.S. did end up becoming Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, yeah. Weren't the Jacksons? The Jacksons. And then um, Prince became Prince a Jehovah's Witness. was a Jehovah's Witness, yep. yep. Yeah, the, that's crazy. Um, Michael Jackson, for those interested, Michael Jackson got disfellowshipped. Uh, as I understand it, because of Thriller. Oh, that because got of the undead? Out. Yeah. The people coming back to life? Yeah. That got him kicked out. Interesting. Yeah, so I, since we can't really, like, you can see some of these images. Oh, yeah. Is that Abraham killing his son? Isaac, yeah. Does he kill Isaac? No, he doesn't. I didn't think so. Well, was like, we talked. We'll, we'll get into that story. We haven't He's covered like, that story yet. 
What a thing to put in a fucking kids book, though. Okay, first he of kinda, all, he kind of looks like he's about to cut a cake. He, he, but he's covering his eyes. Uh, yeah, the the sun. Yeah, yeah, he's and covering he, and Isaac's his, eyes. His hands are bound. Yeah, he's on the most uncomfortable. Why on sticks? Just a because he's probably going to burn, burn his body afterwards. afterwards. Then there's this just this fucking ram in a bush. Yeah, that's part watching. of the story. Yeah, <laughs> just watching from a bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really want to get involved in this. Oh, there's the yep. story of Lot. Yep. yep, she is. That's a salt woman. And yep, that really stuck out in my mind. Yeah, uh, it is. It's horrifying looking. Yeah, because they then, didn't even make her like a statuey looking. It looks yeah. like a melty. Lot's, so this is Lot's wife as as a pillar of salt while hell, like hellfire rains yes. down on Sodom and Gomorrah behind them. Right. So. Since this is kind of like you are able to go and see some of these illustrations on their website if you look look this up. Oh yeah, the story of uh, cutting the baby in oh half. Oh my god, that's in there. That's an illustration where they're about to cut this baby in half. Foot. So so 145 illustrations I counted throughout this, five of which have kids crying in there. There's six illustrations of dead people, at least one dead person in the illustration. 11 illustrations of people about to die. There's uh, 54 illustrations. So more than a third of them are depicting people who are sad or are in distress in some way. (laughs) It's a children's book. Yeah. Oh, and there's uh, six dead animals throughout it. Like like either sacrifices or dead from some other reason. I thought it would be interesting to also, I also noticed that especially in the beginning of Genesis, there's 13 illustrations of shirtless men, mm-hmm. seven of which have more than one men in the illustration. It was just kind of an int- like there's a lot of shirtless men. Yeah. Showing up. Yeah, there is. Especially when there's plagues. None of them are wearing shirts. Yeah. Yeah, they show plagues. They're showing people covered in sores. Oh, crying baby they found in the river. That was Moses. Yep. Look at that cute little girl with... Braids, who's clearly probably from Ohio. <laughs> she totally looks like she is from Ohio. She looks like she's the little girl from uh, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, even the Egyptians look white. Yeah, real white. Every once in a while, you get some darker complexions on them. Yeah, but it's very subtle. Oh, my goodness. I know. This is real fucked up. So this is what I grew up reading. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Catholics, is this? Oh. Oh. Oh, that's the Technicolor Dream Coat. That's the Technicolor Dream Coat? Yeah. Well, that's not impressive. No, it's not very good. It's a robe. Yeah. It's like a little caftan. It looks like something the dude would wear. I really wish that they leaned into the brothers' jealous faces a little bit more. Right. Yeah. I like how one of them has red hair. Well, I mean, his uncle is Esau. Yeah. Actually, so it there, runs in the genes. Actually, there is an illustration of uh, Jacob and Esau there when they're kids. Right there. Oh. You just pass it. It's in black and white. It's in black and white, but I did find this is what made me realize Look at that, how hairy he is. Yeah. What, what I realized was on their website, that illustration actually does have color. Oh. And they gave him red hair. Yeah. Was his including body like, hair red? Including chest hair and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So he's like 10 years old there or something like that. And he still already has like crazy amount of chest hair and stuff. It's funny because the pants they put on him or skirt or whatever it is that he's yeah. wearing is furry. Yeah. It's a fur skirt. 
It makes them look like a fawn. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. He totally looks like Mr. Tumnus. Yes. A hundred percent. That's so funny. Wow. This is wild. So like, you know, we had children's Bibles growing up and they often came with illustrations and like, I didn't ever read them long enough to kind of get into how disturbing the pictures were. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know how this compares to other religions, children's Bibles. I know. We should we should look into that and see if this is... Pri- I mean, it's just fucked up. This is a scene from Colorado. Yeah. Like, where so, the fuck are so they the at? One, one, the one you're looking at here is uh, Paradise. So so okay. once everybody's dead. Oh. You know, we all in the end of the world. We all go to Colorado. Yeah. Um, and so do all the animals. Yes. Um, there's more of that if, if you go to the back. Here's the happy white family on this side. And way over here across the river is the tiny little brown family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you flip to the back, there's some more images of paradise that I really remember from being a kid. These yeah. Ones? Yeah. We're like the little seasons? girls playing with the baby lion right next to the parent oh, lions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they inject some ethnicity into the some they, diversity they, into the last page. Yeah, they do there, and then right there with the last one shows three children of all different races um, sitting read, around reading this reading book. the book you're reading. They get very uh, meta with gets, the whole thing. It gets really meta, yeah. And then they have the Bible setting aside, right, so that they can read this. So, Thinking of that, thinking of the fact that this is for Jehovah's Witness children to read, I want to go back to one thing I was interested in was looking up the story of Dinah. Okay. Which we learned about in the second episode. Yep. And just a quick recap on it. Dinah was the only daughter of Jacob. According to this, especially, it's the only daughter of Jacob. She met up with some friends of hers in Canaan. She got raped by this guy named Shashem. Her brother's convinced Shashem to have everybody, all the men in the town to get circumcised yep. um, and so that they could trade wives and all would be forgiven kind of thing. And then they, uh, one three days later, once all the men were recovering from getting circumcised, they went in and killed everybody in the town. Right. right? So Jacob gets pissed at them because they're making him him and them obnoxious to the entire region. The story ends with this question that the book is asking the reader. How did all this trouble get started? It was because Dinah made friends with people who did not obey God's laws. We will not want to make such friends, will we? That's how that story ends. The girl that gets, that's the story right there. Dinah gets into trouble. Yeah. So she makes friends with these women on the bottom who are floozies, clearly. Right. Because they're showing a lot of skin and wearing color. Yeah. Yeah. Where she looks very virginal in her white pajamas. Right. Um, it was because Dinah made friends with people who did not obey God's laws. We will not want to make such friends, will we? Right. That's what a fucked up indoctrination for yeah. children. Yeah. That's literally like, again, as we were talking, you could never go over to their houses or 
invite the kids who were Jehovah's Witnesses over to yours because it's not just people who don't like, you know, eight year olds aren't like hard atheists, right? No. Like you're not going to meet an eight, eight year old. It's likely that you could convince an eight year old to believe in God. They also believe in Santa and the tooth fairy and right. the Easter bunny and shit like that. But they're basically telling Jehovah's Witness kids, like you only get to play with other Jehovah's Witnesses kids. Right. And so, and it's point, it's important to point out that it's not just other Jehovah's, I mean, it is specifically other Jehovah's Witness kids. It's not like you can't. Other just, Christian kids. can't be like other Christian kids. Yeah. yeah. You can't go hang out with those Catholic kids over there. Right. They don't believe the same things we do. Right. They're going to, they're it, not going to be going to heaven. Right. Or to paradise. You know? Right. So. Right. Because Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in. Hell? Or is that what you. They, well, what is the thing? What is oh, it? for getting into heaven yeah, and all that? Only so, a certain number. Yeah, it's 144,000, okay. if I remember right, um, is the number that's in the book of Revelation. Okay. God tells, that's the cap. Uh, God tells 144,000 a secret, and Jehovah's Witnesses interpret that to mean they're the ones that are going to be allowed to go into heaven. Everyone else who's a true Jehovah's Witness is going to a paradise. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which is going to be Earth. God will make a paradise of Earth. Yes. What's the difference between heaven and paradise? I don't know. Did they ever teach that? Do they teach it in here? Not that I'm aware oh. of. I haven't read through all of it yet, but I do want to. I yeah. do kind of want to go through it. Uh, but yeah, the I I saw that. And so it's so fucked up. Just to summarize this, they're blaming her for getting raped. And they're blaming her for her brothers going out and killing everybody in yeah, that town. Of course. Even though she had nothing to do with that no. in that story. No. Um, no. And they do all that just to get kids to not be friends with wow. other with non-Jehovah's Witnesses. And that's and that's an important thing to point out too, is it's not like against the rules right. to be friends with people who aren't Jehovah's Witnesses. Technically, you're supposed to kind of You gotta bring them in. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but not real friends. Yeah. Like the only people you're not supposed to hang out with are people who were Jehovah's Witnesses who left. Right. Yeah, that's real fucked up. This whole book is real fucked up. Yeah. I mean, all of these books are real fucked up. But this is especially fucked up. I'm going to have to read through this. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting. And I realize I have a lot of stuff to think about when it comes to my own childhood. Yeah, no And like shit. the choices my dad made about uh, giving a book like this to their right? to his kid. I mean, and that's the thing, you don't question this stuff when you're Jehovah's Witness. This is what got put out by the by the witnesses, the the yeah. organization, and so you buy it. Right. Because you have to buy this stuff and you give it to your kids because it has to be okay because the organization put it out. Right. I mean, it's not like they were behind the scenes touching little kids or anything. No. No. <laughs> No. I like the little disclaimer they put at the front. Bible quotations in this book are paraphrased. They are put in simple language so that young children can get the sense of them. Citations at the end of each story provide the Bible source. You see how many books they made? What is that million? Forty-eight million six hundred thousand? And that was at the time this specific book was published. Yeah. Which was nineteen seventy-eight. Wait. No, that's just the copyright. That's not when this book was printed, right? Uh, don't I, they need to renew copyrights every year? I don't know. For books? Not that I 
Nothing I know of. Usually books will I put, put like no the idea. print date on the on the Bible on the book too, but I don't see like an actual print date. I know. I did, I wasn't getting. I was curious. Like, is this a first edition or what? Right. Interesting. Sure. And 118 languages. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. This is. Uh, 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 they but they don't use this anymore, or they do, or you don't know. I don't know. I, it's like I said, it's available for free online, um, so you can get a look at it. They don't have the full illustrations in it, but you can kind of get an idea for for how crazy it is. I just, again, it's so pretty. I know it really is. <laughs> it's so Down weird. <laughs> it's so weird when I saw it. I was like, it's just the image of the book itself. Yeah, like, really. It's like, real. It they did rooted a, deep. Yeah, yeah. And if you do want to buy the book to take a look at it, like buy it from eBay. Right. Don't don't, don't buy it through them. Right. Yeah. Don't. Right. You don't want to give these people your money. No. No. Unless unless you're still following the Jehovah's Witness path, but I would be super shocked if you had made it this far in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess congrats to you if right. you have. Um. Still. So we should probably wrap up the intro since. Oh yeah, <laughs> since this is almost whole, as long as the actual podcast. A whole actual yeah. episode to go this week. We're uh, starting with Genesis chapter thirty-seven, Joseph. Now in Technicolor. So, yeah. <laughs> That's how we're starting. So, are you already recording? Yeah. How long have you been recording? Forever. Did you record my whole rent thing? Not all of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I got some of it. All right. Basically that you hate rent. Oh, that's man. That's what I took away from that. Oh, it's so wrong. And was that wrong? Do you actually really like rent? I enjoy rent greatly. You know it way better than I do. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. If we were if we were doing another podcast about rent, it would be me leading you through rent, yeah, and not you leading me through the Bible, right? <laughs> and I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. They did the math <laughs> on the minutes, <laughs> but of course, I think we could only get through like three actual podcasts. If I were doing a rent podcast, right? Because it'd be really short. Yeah, so yeah. There's not a lot there. I don't know. I feel like there are people out there who are very good at stretching that stuff out. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. No. 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 Uh, I like yeah. it. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's the end of the podcast. One episode. <laughs> last last week we were talking about Balaam, um, but before that we were talking about Jacob, and yep. this is going to be kind of a continuation of the story of Jacob. Okay. So just to kind of remind you about some some of the main points of where we left off, Isaac died. Yep. Jacob's, which was Jacob's father. Yep. We presume his mother has died, but but they never told us about that. Um, Rachel died, the right. wife that he actually loved. Yes, in child, ninety year old childbirth. Yeah, or something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, she died giving birth to the youngest son, Benjamin, who is Joseph's only full brother. Okay. Right. Right. 
So she, she Rachel, Rachel, that's Rachel, only yep. had two children herself. Yep, Joseph and Benjamin. And do you happen to know how many years apart they were? Uh, we don't know. Okay. And I actually, like, while I was going through this, that was something that was kind of, it looks like that's kind of debated because um, there's no clear right definition of, like, how long they were apart. But um, we don't know for sure. Okay. There's no, like, chapter of, like, and then Joseph had to change Benjamin's diapers. No, no. That would be awesome. <laughs> but I don't think the boys would do that. That was probably Diana. Dinah. Dinah. Sorry. Yes, Dinah. How dare you? I know. She's the only sister. Get her name right, for God's sakes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was probably her job, my guess. So that's kind of where we've left off. Um, So Jacob's living in Canaan. Um, Joseph, we're, we're kind of reintroduced to Joseph right off the bat. So we're starting off in Genesis 37 in a row. row. Yep. (laughs) We're starting off in Genesis 37 and, uh, we, we find out that Joseph is 17 years old. Okay. At this point. So this is after his mom died. Yes. But we don't know how long this is after his mom died. Correct. So he's either. So Benjamin is either also old at this point. Old. Or like he, this is picks up right after he's born and. Joseph is 17 years older than his brother. It could be. Yeah, it could yeah. be anywhere okay. in there. But there's really. at least a 17 year gap. If I, if I remember right, Isaac, though, died after Rachel died. Okay. So um, there's, you know, some time right. that okay. passed there. But, but they're no more than 17 years apart, I guess, is my point. Yeah, I would say that's. Okay. So, yeah. So Joseph is 17 years old and we find out he's a snitch. Oh, he's a tattletale. Right. It says that uh, everyone loves a tattletale. Yeah. It says that um, he was out, uh, you know, tending to the flocks with his brothers and uh, he brought their father a bad report about them. What were they doing? Were they fucking the sheep? Probably. Yeah. No, no idea. No idea. They, it does not say it just, it, it's this interesting. My, it, I have a lot of complaints about the Bible yeah. to, to be, to be fair. But one of my biggest complaints, like who, why? Who who wrote this and wasn't like, they're going to want to know what that is. Like, here's the report he brought back. Yeah. Like, what just a miss in plot. Oh, you're you're in for a real <laughs> treat with this story then. Because it's full of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they don't tell us why. They just tell us. It's almost like they just want to let us know, by the way, he's a tattletale. Yeah. Snitches get <laughs> he, stitches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we also know that Israel, AKA Jacob, right. Um, they, they keep going back and forth with the names, but, uh, that he absolutely is a favorite. Joseph is absolutely his favorite. What? I was like, we should make an amalgam of his names instead of just calling him Jacob. But then I was like, nope, because the first one that popped in my head is very inappropriate. Right. I feel like we had to edit that out in the first episode, too. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) It's just really funny. It keeps popping in my head. You Um, guys can figure it out on your own. Right. (laughs) The um so so Jacob definitely favors Joseph, like way more than the other kids. His first Born son with the wife he actually loved. loved. Yes. Makes sense. 
So he makes him an ornate robe. Okay. Which is the Technicolor dream coat. Which is the Technicolor dream coat. It's this Joseph. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you remember that. I do know of Joseph and the Technicolor. It's not called the Technicolor dream coat. It's called the coat of No, it is. Oh, is it? And there's and there's like a little TM next to it, trademark. Is Technicolor? No. No, no. that's the name of the musical. <laughs> yeah. It's called like the coat of many colors or something like no, that. No, it's just called an ornate robe. Oh, okay. That's all. We, ha- oh. we don't even know if there are colors on gotcha. it. Maybe it's just got like dangly bits. Who knows? <laughs> dangly bits. <laughs> we, we really don't know it's why, yeah. how it's ornate. Tassels. Yeah. yeah, it could be anything. But um, yeah, so so this is the Technicolor dream coat. Do you remember the musical at nope. all? Okay. I don't. So. I just know that uh, it's called Joseph and the Tech Club. Yeah. And there's roller skates or something involved in the musical. I can't remember if they roller skate. I don't remember that either. It's, it's funny. very Andrew Lloyd Webber in the 70s. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I, I watched that musical many times growing up. Well, then you would. Are there roller skates? Not that I remember. But okay. that's what I was about to say is. But every time it was over, I had no idea what happened. Oh. <laughs> like, I just never could keep the story of Joseph in my brain for some reason. So, yeah, the music was from Andrew Lloyd Webber, and the lyrics were by some dude named Tim Rice. Okay. I just had to double check to make sure I was right with that whole Andrew Lloyd. I didn't want to, you know. Lead people astray. Right. Right. <laughs> it's important that we have standards. Yes, exactly. That's good. Yeah. Like I said, he, he had this ornate robe. Joseph has a couple dreams, oh, you know, what, uh, with what the would, coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say he was wearing the coat at the time, but sure. The, uh, <laughs> but he had a couple dreams. He had one where, um, and I'm not going to get too deep into these dreams, but he had one where like he was, was harvesting grain and like his stack of grain um, was, was, was bowed down to by all of his brother's stacks of grain. Right. And then he had another dream. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You just kind of flew past that. So I'm sorry. He had a dream where his stack of grain. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, you see like those bundles of grain that are just piled yeah. up in the field, right? Right. And his was in the middle. Yep. And his brothers, not his brothers, his brothers' stacks of grain were leaning basically towards his stack of grain. Exactly. That's a weird dream. That is a weird dream. Okay. Could be worse, but is it going to get worse? No. Okay. Um. His his, <laughs> and then he has another dream where um he himself is bowed down to by eleven stars and then also the sun and the moon. Okay. Right? And he tells his family about this, and Jacob immediately is like, "Does that mean like your myself and your mother are going to be bowing down to you? You know." And he basically freaks out the family. Right. They're all kind of like, he's a weird kid. Yeah. (laughs) He thinks we're all going to bow down to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The ego on this kid. Dude. You're only 17. We give you one Technicolor dream coat. (laughs) And you just run with it. Starting to think that the dream coat was made out of like. (laughs) LSD. LSD. Right. (laughs) uh, Somehow. One thing that was interesting, though, is he does say your mother there. Jacob does. Uh-huh. Your mother and I will bow down before you. Um, it looks like the consensus online with some debate about it is that Leah took over as his mother oh, after Rachel died. I got you. And that's probably what that's referring to. Okay. But but also, like, did they believe in heaven at that point? 
And they had to have, right? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember for say for sure what the belief on the afterlife is at this point. Okay. But there's a stairway. There is a stairway to heaven. Yeah. yeah. So they must believe in Someday. a heaven. I don't know if that's considered like where you go when you die yeah. at this point or not. But Because, you know, just because she's dead doesn't mean like they're not cognizing that like they'll be together in heaven again and still yeah. bowing down to him. If that's the case, they never explain that. Right. So, well, there's. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, as we discussed many plot holes. Yes. In this there book. are. There are. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, all that's to say his brothers hated him. Right, because he was an arrogant little prick who also told on them. Yeah. Yeah, he was a little cunt. And he was daddy's favorite. <laughs> right. Right. He's cunt. So <laughs> so he goes out to help his brothers tend the, the flock one day, and his brothers see him coming in the distance, and they decide, you know what? We're going to fucking kill him. Oh, We're wow. Gonna, they really just took that to the limit, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. They went really far. <laughs> they were that like, way. you know, we're gonna hide on him or play a joke on him or like get him to fuck a sheep and then invite everyone to come see him. They're yeah. literally just like, let's kill this fucker. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and then one one of their brothers, Ruben, who if I remember the right, eldest. is the old is the eldest. Yep. He was like, let's not kill him. Let's just Let's, I tell you what, let's throw him in this empty cistern right here. Okay. And then, you know. He gets out and then it's on him. And Ruben's mindset is like, I'll just come back later and get him out of there. And he'll have a shitty day, but, you know, he'll be okay. Right. Right. And then I don't remember why. I don't think they even say why, but Ruben kind of pisses off for a little bit. Um, after they've thrown him in the, I should say, they they threw him in the so cistern. They, were, they so took they, his robe and his Technicolor dream coat and they throw him in the cistern. And then Ruben goes off. off. Yeah. And um, these these merchants come through who are on their way to Egypt. Okay. And the yeah. brothers are like, let's sell them. Let's sell them to these merchants. Oh. Sell them into slavery. That's what everybody wants to buy is a 17-year-old boy. Yeah, well, probably. Wow. <laughs> these people never dealt with a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. They want to buy a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> Because they are the worst. I mean, for a different reason. <laughs> I, they probably want to I would to buy say one. even for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth the effort. Yeah. That's fair. The um it's fucking whiny the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my dream code? <laughs> this is boring. Are we there yet? <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. So um they they take his dream coat and they dip it in animal blood and they present that to their father as evidence that like he was torn apart by some wild animal. Okay. Right. Um, and then Ruben comes back and sees that he's not in that cistern. And he thinks he's dead. Not that it ever comes up again, but he thinks he's actually dead. Okay. And the other brothers know that he's just off in slavery. Right. So um, Jacob mourns and all that stuff for his favorite son being killed and all that. And then jo- Joseph is off to Egypt. Being enslaved. Being enslaved. Not not that people who buy 17-year-old boys for for slavery purposes are like the the most like upstanding citizens in the world, but like I would still think there's some sort of bill of sale that occurs or like papers that are needed yeah. when you buy somebody in, from I'm, 
I mean, I would imagine they probably would have thrown those away if there was yeah. like a receipt. Well, not even that, but it's like this, this, it's just a boy in a hole. Like, they're just like, are you guys even, is this even your boy to sell? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, he's in a hole. <laughs> so kind of, he is. Yeah. But with the way, with the There's way, nothing he can do about it, so therefore he's ours to sell. With the way, like, like tribes and like villages would like go at each other back then, you would think just with a a little bit of caution, they'd be like, "Well, we don't, we don't want to just buy a random boy in a hole." What if he's a prince or something? Yes, like that? exactly. Yeah. What if it's just a prince who fell in a fucking hole because he's stupid and inbred? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird they don't go into that. <laughs> But yeah, so they sell them. Okay. Um, and then we get this really weird side story just out of nowhere. So we get introduced to the story of Joseph and then we get for we they just go into the side story about one of his brothers, Judah. Judah. And okay. we hear like what happens for the rest of his life. Is basically. this the guy that's in the whale? No, that's Jonah. Jonah. Yeah. But, and that comes much later. And this is not Judas. No, that comes way, way later. Way later. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this is Judah. Judah. Judah is um, actually the line in which through Jesus comes. Okay. Um, and I kind of want to get into that Ooh, in a minute, actually. Right. But anyway, so yeah, Genesis chapter 38 just takes a whole side side subplot to this. Not even a subplot. It's just a side story. Right. Um, like when you're watching a television show and it's got the main plot, but like one of the side characters has something zany going on throughout. Right. Yeah. Kind of, except this only happens in this one chapter and then that's it. Um, so Judah meets up, meets this girl. We don't know how old she is. Um, Let's just assume it's 12. Yeah. Um, and we don't know her name either. It, she's just referred to as the daughter of a Canaanite man named Shua. Okay. He marries her, has three sons. Okay. Okay. He gets um, a wife for his eldest son named Ur. Ur. That's the son's name. Okay. The, the wife's name is Tamar. Um, and then the Bible says here, but Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the Lord's sight. So the Lord put him to death. So the Lord kills? Kills Ur. How? Does it say? How? Yeah. No, they don't say how. What? No. Why? They got to well, they don't say the, why either. <laughs> they got to lean into those god killings, man, and be real descriptive. Right? You would think. They yeah, they don't describe why. They just say he was wicked. So just you don't know he why was he was wicked. Right. You barely know anything about Judah. Right. Let alone yeah. her and like how this happens within you assume it happens within the storyline that's happening with Joseph. Yeah, it specifically says at the beginning of this little story here that this is happening like basically right after Joseph what happens up. with Joseph. It's purchased. So yeah. So Judah's older. He yes. has to be, right? Right. To be yes. at the point where he has three kids and one of the kids is old enough to get married. Well, yeah. So so right after he sold Joseph into slavery, he would have gone and met and would oh. have met that that Okay. Daughter of gotcha. Shua. Gotcha. And then. Yeah. And then they. Have, so this is like literally. And then. Literally this story is happening as all this other stuff is going to happen to Joseph. Gotcha. While he's gone. Okay. In Egypt. Right. 
And does this tie into Joseph's story at any point? Not at all. Nope. Okay. All so, right. But we're going to go down Just this in case rabbit hole anyway. Just curious yeah. about what Judah's got going on. Exactly. That's yeah. totally what this is. <laughs> um, so Ur dies. Okay. Um, and then Judah says to his secondborn son, Onan, uh, you got to step up for the family and bang, bang your sister-in-law. Okay. Not even marry. Just bang her? Just bang her. Okay. Apparently. Um, and then... Because she needs to have a kid. Sure. Right. You need, otherwise, what's the point of having a woman around? Right. right? You know, yeah. Unless she's yeah. having kids. He lays down with her and everything, but he, his mindset is any kids that she has will take away from any inheritance he will get mm-hmm. because it's technically his brother's share. That's so funny. Even though it would be his kid. Even though it would be his but kid. But because yeah. it's his brother's wife. Right. And I assume if this is normal Christian rules, mm-hmm. right? You're married to somebody until you die, even if they're dead. I guess so. Yeah. Um then at no point do they ever explain these right. rules. Unless you're a dude, because really. then yeah. you can marry multiple people. Apparently. Yeah, you can. Um so he invents this really crazy form of birth control that's actually still to this day called onanism. Okay. Where you pull out, get this, before you finish. Right. And that's called onanism. That's called onanism? That's actually a term for it. And we it. just call it pulling out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But it's actually called onanism. That's against God's will. It is, actually, now that you mention it. <laughs> um, it says he spilled his semen on the ground. Oh. In naughty, naughty. To keep... To keep from producing offspring for his brother. Uh, what he did was wicked in the Lord's sight. So he put him to death also. He masturbated. But, you know, he didn't masturbate. He fought. Well, he probably did. He fought. He probably. In order to finish, yeah. I would imagine. And it got on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it got on the ground. It's kind of like he a flag. It on the ground. It's kind of like a flag. You're not supposed to allow it yeah. to touch the ground. Um, What would have been a better punishment is to have little ground babies pop oh up <laughs> from his spilled semen. And he has to take care of these little ground demon babies for the rest of his life. <laughs> little dirt monsters. Oh my God. I feel like if Darren Aronofsky made this story <laughs> into a movie, like he did with Noah, yep. <laughs> that's just, what would happen. Just pop up and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Fuck. This is worse than the other thing I was trying to prevent. <laughs> Clearly, they're all going to take my inheritance. <laughs> they're probably going to eat me in the middle of the night. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so two of the three brothers are dead. Right. Here. One we know it's because he let his come hit the ground. Yeah. The other one, we have no idea why he was wicked. No idea. Um, Judah. He was probably gay. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Judah says to Tamar, like, wait till... Uh, Shayla, I think it's his third son's name. Yeah. Wait till he grows up. Wait till he gets a little bit older. Then, you know, you can be with him. That's right? what every girl wants to hear. Right. Wait till this 12 year old is old enough to fuck you. Right. Cause so, that's what all women want to do. Yeah. Just look at a 12 year old and think I'm going to fuck that someday. Up. <laughs> yep. So so he tells her, yeah, go live with your father until okay. he gets older. Um 
And oh, she's going to get knocked up by somebody else. Well, so so at that point, Judah's wife, she was daughter. Uh, yes. She dies. Okay. Okay. Oh, does so daddy take her some then? Ti- some time passes, basically. And um, we don't know exactly how long this is. But at some point, Shayla is grown up and Tamar is, like, sick of waiting. So Tamar gets dressed up like a prostitute. Basically, goes and sits by the side of the road where she knows Judah's going to be walking by. And Judah comes by and uses this great pickup line. Um, Come now, let me sleep with you. So, yeah. And then there's a bartering. Does he know who she is? No, because she's wearing a veil. Okay. It says specifically she's wearing a veil. Gotcha. Um, oh, and then but they- he's he wants to he's into purchasing Purchasing sex. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I know. I don't think that's right. It doesn't seem like it, but he's not married, so it's okay for him. He is married. His wife just died. I know. That's right. The rules don't matter for penises. Nope, they don't. (laughs) Then they barter over the price, which I thought was kind of Him and her? Yeah. Oh. Um, Women are allowed to barter? uh, Apparently. When you're a prostitute. (laughs) This is going all over the place, this this story. But um, he ends up saying, like, I'll send you a goat. Um, I don't have it on me. <laughs> so here's my staff and seal to take as collateral. Okay. You know, and seal? She, staff seal. and seal? Yeah. I they don't explain the seal, but I'm guessing it's like a stamp type of thing. Oh. Like, like to say he is who he says he is. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So she takes that stuff and they have sex and guess what happens? She gets pregnant. She gets pregnant. And then he sends later, he sends somebody with a goat to go find her and pay her back. And they can't find the prostitute anywhere. They ask around. People are like, there's never a prostitute on that street. And so they're just like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess Imaginary you lost your, prostitute. I guess you lost your <laughs> staff and seal. So three months later, somebody comes to Judah and it's like, Hey, your daughter-in-law has been act has been working as a prostitute. And now she's pregnant. Right. Uh. So Judah, at this point, he's lost his two sons. Right. And his wife. Right. Um, And with all that death in his life, he just practices like untold grace and says, bring her out and have her burned to death. And he, but he hasn't connected the dots that he's. He hasn't connected any dots yeah. yet. No, but okay. you can kind of fill in the rest of the story yeah. pretty easily. Like they are about to burn her to death for being a prostitute. And she says, and she presents the staff and ah. seal. And he's like, oh my God, I'm the one who knocked her up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so therefore it's okay. Right. We now. won't burn her anymore. I do think it's kind of funny. They specifically say. And he did not sleep with her again. And then the story ends with this one really weird paragraph. And I kind of want to just read it out because it's such a odd way to end the story. But it says, uh, when the time came for her to give birth, there were twin boys in her womb. Um, As she was giving birth, one of them put, put out his hand. So the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it on his wrist and said, this one came out first, but when he drew back his hand, his brother came out and she said, so this is how you have broken out. 
and he was named Perez. Then his brother, who was who had the scarlet thread on his wrist, came out, and he was given the name Zara. Really weird ending to the story, yeah, isn't it? It is, and it's they they put such a fucking weird. I guess it's because you need a firstborn to like be the inheritor, right? And if they're twins, there's not technically a firstborn, but they really go through all kinds of rigmarole to call out who the firstborn is. Yeah. And if I were the secondborn, I'd be pissed because I'm like, we were in there together. Right. Like, this is completely arbitrary. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I I pulled that motherfucker back in here and pushed my way out. And you want, now you want to give his pansy ass all of your fucking goods? That doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) They're like, listen, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this fucker. You should put him back in. He ain't done yet. <laughs> Look at him. He's so soft-headed. <laughs> I'm already talking. <laughs> and he's just like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that is just the weird, and it just ends there. Story and it just over. ends there. So I did some looking into it, and um, and apparently Perez is part of that line that leads to Jesus. Okay. Um, In the first chapter of the book of Matthew, it kind of kicks off with the lineage from, of every generation from Abraham through David to Joseph. Right. uh, uh, Jesus's stepdad. Right. Right. And there's all these prophecies throughout the Old Testament about the Messiah being um, in the genealogy of like a descendant of David. Okay. Right. What's interesting though, when you, that I've never noticed before until reading it through, going through this now is that Jesus isn't a descendant of, no. descendant of David. Joseph was right. His dad, his stepdad. Yeah. Right. Legally, even in the footnote of this, it said that, but since, Joseph uh, was married to Mary. Legally, Jesus is a descendant of David, but he's not actually a descendant of David. He's not a biological descendant. Right. Yeah. So it was just this weird thing like that I happened to notice. And I don't think that that's why they added this in. Maybe it is. Maybe they, because there was all the prophecies in the Old Uh Testament about uh, what the lineage would be of the Messiah. Maybe they added this in. I don't know. Right. But it's just an odd thing that I happen right. to notice in this. But And it's not even like, I mean, we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but it's not even like Joseph had sex with Mary and built the building blocks of the baby. And then God was like, Phew. that one's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally God got Mary pregnant. That's the idea. Yeah. She was a virgin. She was a virgin. Even though they were married already, it wasn't like they were. I, I don't think they were. It's been a while since I've read it, but I think she got pregnant and then they married. They got married. Mm. If I remember correctly. Okay. Because it would be, it would be really weird if they were married and he hadn't, hadn't had sex. Yeah. 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 That's what I was going for. But yeah, we don't, I mean, we, we get into that when that time comes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So anyway, and that's the story of Judah. That's okay. the thing that they decided to inject right into the middle of that. Right. Um, but and then we go back to Joseph, and we go back to Joseph for the rest of the book of Genesis to chapter fifty. So then we pick it back up, and Joseph is has been sold in slavery. 
He's in Egypt and he's sold to this guy named Potiphar. Okay. Uh, he's the captain of the guard for Pharaoh. And it says that the Lord was with Joseph and he prospered and he lived in the house um, with his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. And basically Potiphar puts him in charge of everything in the household, does not worry about anything that's under. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't worry about anything that's under yeah. Joseph's uh, uh, command. He's the, um, who's Batman's guy again? Oh my God. It totally uh, Alfred. Is. Alfred. He's yeah. his Alfred. That, I mean, that, that makes Potiphar Batman, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think Potiphar is very Batman-y. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's that level. Um, but of course, you know, what did Potiphar see in him? This kid was sold into slavery, and yet somehow Potiphar's like, Jesus is with, not Jesus, obviously. God, God, yeah. God is with him. Not only is God with him, but God is showing him favor and success in everything he does. As a slave. But he's a slave. Right. Well, not not to get political, but we all know how slave owners feel about their slaves. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they think that because they're being held by them, who are clearly good people. Oh, yes. That they're lucky, right? Because they could have worse owners right. i guess i guess so yeah so yeah it but they don't say what the guy saw right to make him think that god was with him good jobs right maybe <laughs> i am kind of curious about how many people in this story are just by yeah and are really into joseph uh we do also find out here that he that joseph was well built and handsome So well-built and handsome that Potiphar's wife really takes a liking to him. Yeah. Yeah. And she keeps uh, using this great line, come to bed with me. That's her her subtle way of seducing him. Yeah. Yeah. Did he? No. He keeps refusing to do so. Oh, well. Until one day when she's like, come to bed with me. And he's like, no. And she grabs him by the cloak and he runs off and leaves the cloak behind. His his dream cloak? No. no that's right. That's, that's back at the place yeah, with the blood. By the way, that's the last we ever hear about that Technicolor dream coat. Seriously? Yeah, that's it. There's a whole musical based on it. I know. <laughs> I kept thinking when I was going into this that it was going to be a big part of it too. Oh my goodness. That's fucked up. I know. <laughs> I expected it's, there to be like a whole like 20 chapters about this what this amazing coat did. Nope, it's no. one chapter that it, that shows up and that's it. Wow. And it doesn't do anything. Now we have to watch the movie. The musical? Yeah. Yeah. Because I need to know what they pulled from that to make a whole fucking musical slash movie about it. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did a cartoon about it too. Probably. I can't <laughs> imagine they haven't. Um <laughs> <laughs> so so she she grabs his cloak okay. he runs off and she's like he tried to rape me is essentially ah, what she's saying now she has the cloak and yeah. she can be like he left this here yeah this is a great chapter to read by the way if you want if you're really into like cheesy soap opera oh. uh dialogue because she even at one point goes um look this hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us you know wow yeah. So she convinces Potiphar that he was trying to 
rape her. Rape her. Even though she was trying to get all up in his goods yeah. since the beginning. And for some reason, Potiphar believes her, gets pissed off, and sends him to prison. Okay. Right? Um, And then it says that while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. Of course. And showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge. Because he's of, a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Sold into slavery, then sent to prison for something he didn't do. Right. And yet God is showing favor and giving him success in everything he does and no explanation for what they're seeing to make them think that. So wardens think that snitches are the best. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a snitch in a prison and you're telling the word about everything that's going on in the fucking prison, then you're going to be his favorite. That could be that they don't they don't mention it in here that he's still snitching. Well, well maybe. I mean, I would, would only imagine snitches don't just quit that. No. All of a sudden. Sometimes snitches get bitches. Sometimes snitches do get bitches. Yeah. Um, and he's probably just got a real like hardworking demeanor. Or, you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, I don't want to die. So I'm going to do whatever these people tell me to do. It might be. And that is God being with him and giving him success. It might be. Making him very uh, amicable. Ami- amiable? 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 I don't know. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. I get your, your point, but. Yeah, he's a way, he's a fucking pussy. I yeah, guess we just we just don't know, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing that bugs me about it is like you were saying, why would you not include what they're seeing right. in him? Yeah. So, so Jacob uh, is in prison, and then sometime later, uh, Pharaoh has this cupbearer, okay, and a baker who piss him off, okay, and we. Don't know why. Did you, I mean, when it comes so, to pharaohs, you can just assume that it could be anything. It could be anything. Yeah. So they piss him off, and he sends them into the same prison that Joseph is in. Right. right? Okay. And and the these guys both have a dream this one night. Um, two separate dreams. About a coat. About a coat? No. No. Oh. No. The the coat never comes up again, <laughs> Lindsay. It never comes up again. Let go of the coat, Lindsay. All right. Fine. <laughs> but. So they have dreams, um, and I'm not going to get too deep into it. They have Joseph uh, interpret the dreams, and Joseph is like, well, yours to the cupbearer means that you're in three days. Pharaoh's going to restore you back to your position. You'll be. um, Wow. And you'll be. Very specific dream interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be back to your station. And when you do, remember me and. Put a good word in Pharaoh's ear about me. Get me out of this prison. Right. 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 And then the baker's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Here, let me tell you my dream. And Joseph's like, yeah, in three days, you're going to be impaled on a stake. So don't don't remember my name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's what happens, of course. Yeah. Unfortunately, the cupbearer forgets about Joseph. (sighs) Oh. God's going to have something to say about that. Yeah. 
No. No? No, he doesn't. So, um. How does one learn? He's 17 when he gets sold. Some time has passed. We don't know how long, so we don't know how old he is at this point. Not specifically. We do get some more touch points along the way about his age at different places, but yeah. But we can imagine he's like maybe in his 20s at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. So where did he learn how to interpret dreams? Like, not only not only interpret dreams, because like you could tell me a dream and I could be like, well, that just means you're nervous about your job interview or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Some of them are just super obvious. But interpret a dream to the point where you're like in three days. Yeah. You're going to go back to the palace and you're going to be impaled on a stake. Right. Well, I can say this, like the three days part uh, has to do with like three sheep in the dream or yeah, uh, on my head were three baskets of bread. Ah. That was, that was the three days for the baker. Okay. Um, and in his case, birds were eating the bread. Okay. But again, and, and same, same for the cup bearer. There was like something right. about three vines or something like that. Sure. Three bunches of grapes. Yeah. But still, yeah. Like how does that days and not years, and like, how do yeah. you get like birding the bread out of a basket that like the dude's going to be in bed? Like, where yeah. did he pick this skill up? <laughs> right. And not only that, it's not even really a skill. It's like it has to be divine inspiration. Oh, God told know. him. Yeah, essentially. But not that they say that. Right. You know, but right. yeah. OK. That's the idea behind it. Uh, two years later, we actually get a specific amount of time okay. for some reason here. Um, two full years later, Pharaoh has some dreams, one of which is basically that there's some healthy fat cows coming out of the Nile river. And then there's set there's seven healthy fat cows coming out of the Nile river. And then seven skinny, sickly, sickly cows okay. come out of the river and eat the healthy cows. Oh, is right? this the Pharaoh from the Moses story? No, this okay. is generations before that. Okay. And then he has another dream where it's basically the seventh, same thing, but with, um, stalks of grain instead of heads of grain instead of so the healthy grain or the sick grain eats the, the healthy, healthy grain. grain. Yep. Um, nom, 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 nom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I thought was kind of funny is this one verse where it just sounds very modern. It just says, then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Which implied that he thought it was actually happening. Right. <laughs> Oh, God, the (laughs) grain's going to eat me, too. Um, So he called all the magicians and the wise men of the area. Yeah. And he's like, interpret these dreams for me. They can't do it. All of a sudden, cupbearer's like, oh, hey, you know, know I actually know this guy. He's in prison, so he's easy to find. Um, And so they get Joseph. They clean him up, give him a change of clothes, shave him and everything, bring him before Pharaoh. All of him. This is when I realized why I really hate the story. Okay. Because it's so repetitive. Uh, they literally go through the dreams again, almost verbatim. Ah. Uh, um, and they Joseph- can't. So that, that shit pisses me off yeah. because like they could have just said, obviously, like any tells him the dreams yeah. that we've already heard. Right. Right from reading the Bible, but they skip over explanations of things that we actually want to know, but they tell the dreams twice. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. That's what bugs me too about this is they get way over descriptive and repetitious yes. about the stuff that we don't need to know anymore about. Right. But then they don't tell us why Joseph was seen as being favored in the eyes of the Lord. Right. Right. Like, I just don't get it. Um, and we like, don't find out why Ur was killed. Yeah. Or that even the fucking dude's wife's name. Yeah. Like they can't yeah. even bother to mention her Shua. name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we get to hear these fucking dreams twice. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens several times throughout the story. So it's really like it was a very boring read because of that. So Joseph interprets these dreams. He's like, basically what it means is God is revealing to you that there's going to be seven years of plenty of abundance mm. some years of abundance and then winter is coming and then and then winter is coming there's <laughs> going to be seven years of famine okay right and he says what you need to do is put somebody in charge of taking a fifth of all of the uh produce from seven years of abundance store it mm-hmm. for the seven years of famine gotcha right? and guess who gets put in charge of that joseph 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 does. In fact, Pharaoh makes him second only to himself in all the land of Egypt, puts him in charge of the entire kingdom of Egypt. Wow. Doesn't even know if these dreams are going to come true. Right. Doesn't know if he's right. He's just the first guy who was like. Yeah, here's what I think it is. Yeah. Whereas all the other guys were like, I don't know what that is. None of them even tried. I guess I, I, I can't remember. I, there's a couple different stories about interpreting dreams and I might be getting messed up, but I might, I think they might be like, nobody can interpret dreams. Oh, I can't remember if this, this the magicians were see. like, that's a bunch of horse shit. Nobody can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just says that no one could interpret them. Okay. So. Interesting. So yeah. because Joseph was literally like, yeah, man, I know what those mean. Pharaoh's like, this is my dude. Yeah. This is Egypt's dude. Yep. He's he, my VP. He said, he said what I wanted to hear. So therefore he's great. Yeah. And he knows he's exactly going to be in charge of you and you and you and you and you and all of you and our food. We're all going to give him some of our food so that he can store it for when we all are going to starve. He's going to be our little squirrel. Because he said at some point in time, we're going to starve you guys. We can't do that. Right. We're Egyptians. We can't starve. No, we have a river. Yeah. <laughs> So he puts him in charge of everything. Um, He also gets him a wife and he has three kids. Okay. We find out that he's 30 years old at this point. Okay. So. So he's been there for 13 years. 13 years. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah, he's taking in a fifth of the harvest. It specifically says that so much of this food was coming in that he lost count. Wow. Not that this ever comes up again. But I just think it's funny that they included that because it's like you had one job. Yeah. <laughs> to keep, keep count yeah. of how much food came in. It is a time of abundance. It so. is, though. But that's, yeah, what they're doing is illustrating just how much the uh, abundance food there was, was great. The abundance was great. And then so they go through the seven years of, of abundance and then the famine sets in. Basically, everybody in the kingdom has to come to Joseph in order to get food. He's the grocery store. He's the grocery store. Yeah, he's and and he's in charge. Does he become a real dick about the whole thing? Well, kind of. Yeah, Yeah. we kind of like they don't paint him as a dick, but then everything they say about it 
kind of sounds like he was being a dick. Okay. And we'll definitely be getting into that, but probably in the next episode. Okay. So, yeah. Anything, right. Any thoughts about it before? Uh, well, I mean, how far away are they from where they grew, where they were living? How far is his, do you know? Canaan yeah. from, from Egypt. Yeah. So let me see if I can find a map. Does the Bible have a map? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It has a few maps. All the brothers know that he's not dead, except for the oldest brother, and and then the dad thinks he's dead, right? So, uh, yeah. What was the oldest one's name? Ruben. Uh, Ruben. Ruben thinks he's dead, and dad thinks he's dead. All the other brothers are like, dude's not dead, but we don't care. Right. At no point do the dad and Ruben like hear about the dude in Egypt who's basically ruling Egypt underneath the Pharaoh, whose name is Joseph. And they're not like, well, Joseph's not a super common name these days. Yeah. We should go check out this Joseph dude and see what he's all about. I He might have been going by a different name. I don't know. Okay. Just seems weird. Yeah. Like. It, but it, he seems they, like they do run into him face to face. Do they? And they don't recognize really? him. Really? Well, yeah. it has been, I guess it has been some time maybe. Yeah. And he's hanging out in the sun. He's probably all golden and shit. Golden. Yeah. <laughs> he's all golden. Golden tan. Yeah. Um. So this map that everybody can see. Uh, <laughs> so this is approximately the area of Canaan, okay. as I understand it. And then Egypt is like down here. Okay. I, so, that's a distance. Yeah. This is the desert that they get lost in. Sinai. Yeah. During the Exodus story. Okay. I feel like the Bible does a lot of like exalting the worst person in the family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you had Esau and Jacob. Yes. Right. Jacob was the worst. Yeah. He literally lied to get his father's blessing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then was a huge pussy when it came to dealing with his uncle because his uncle was like, yeah, you can marry this one, but just kidding. You have to marry this one and then you can marry this one and you have to keep working for me and blah, 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 blah. And he was just like, whatever I got to do. Like, but then he became the guy, right? Yeah. He's the guy. Esau just had to fuck off eventually. Right. In the land that he had been living in because Jacob showed up and the land couldn't sustain both of them. Right. So then he had to leave. Right. Esau, who had been living Esau there, building this kingdom. Mm-hmm. For all this time that Jacob was off fucking with his cousins. (laughs) (laughs) And then one of his children, like literally all his brothers hate him and they sell him into slavery and then lie and say that he's been killed. And then he spends the next, I don't know, 13 years licking butt basically to get where he's at. And now all of a sudden he's running fucking Egypt. Right. I was actually thinking in the middle of reading this, this really must be a young executive's favorite Bible story because it's all about your bosses constantly giving you recognition and promotions for no apparent reason. Right. Yeah. They see something in you. They just see something in you. And usually it's that you're kissing their ass a bunch. It probably is. That's usually what it is. snitching on the others. So it's just, it's great because I know, I know, is it in the Bible that is that the meek will inherit the earth? Is that from the Bible? That was Shakespeare. Was it Shakespeare? No, I'm just kidding. It, it was. It's in the Beatitudes. Okay. It's, it's one of the things that, like, it's one of the, my favorite verses. The is, meek will inherit the yeah, earth. Yeah. When, well, it, 
Yeah, I guess maybe then if that is like the one of the overall like ideas behind the Bible, then yes, the, all of this makes sense because the worst ones, but I guess that's not meek, right? No, no. They don't exemplify the character traits that was in the Beatitudes, like what you're talking about, where it's like the meek will inherit the earth, peacemaker, like it's good to be a peacemaker. I can't right. remember it all off the top of my head, but it's good to be a peacemaker. It's good to be humble okay. and things like that. Yeah, these aren't those guys. These guys don't exemplify so that. So it stuff. just it's real. It's real sort of like, I, how do people read this and follow these people's lives and not and not think like well, these are these are the worst characters? Right. Why are they following the worst characters? Yeah. It's like watching Aladdin and then being like, I hope Jafar wins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a real go get him attitude. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Scar sh- totally should run the fucking lions. The, the lion, lion pride. King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wants to. You should let him. He yeah. went through all the effort of killing his brother. <laughs> <laughs> he should clearly rule. Like, that's totally what that's, those stories are, except then they do. They do rule after yeah. that. The worst people are getting the benefit. That yeah. is what I'm learning. Yeah, is that I need to be real shitty if I want to like fucking and what bothers, rule the world someday. And that's totally a fine narrative to have. I think like it's kind of good. Like like I I dig a good antihero story, yeah. but the antihero needs to learn a lesson by right. the end. Yeah, and that's the thing that kind of bothers me about this is nobody's learning any lessons. No. No. Nobody has picked up any. Jacob had no balls enough change. to be like God if you like. Make me your main dude. I'll give you half of whatever fucking shit I get or something like that. It wasn't even half. Oh, you're talking about when he was, when he had the dream about Jacob's ladder. Yes. I think it was. I think that was when that happened. He said he would give a tenth of everything he has to God. Yeah. So, and God's like, that's chill. Yeah. And then he wrestles God. And then, yeah. And then beats God. And it's just, all of it is like. I'm I'm not getting any sort of pleasure from these guys getting into the positions that they're in. I'm not impressed by their behavior. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, go get them, guys. You really were the underdog and you're taking it over. It's more like, no, everybody wanted you dead. Right. And somehow now you're running a country. Yeah. It feels really like current. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. You know? <laughs> yeah, I do know exactly what you now mean. Now I have a lot of insight into the way this country runs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It really does. It really does light it up. Because, yeah, um, it'll be interesting in the next episode when we kind of go through the rest of this and how the story kind of wraps up with this family. Yeah. Because um, there's it's, it's pretty apparent that God has taken them on a fucking journey. Sure. You know, whether yeah. you like these characters or not, there is a journey that they have gone on right. from, from being pretty humble beginnings to, to something yeah. um, a lot bigger. As we but, mentioned before, historically yeah. they're then Kardashians. Yes. Historically <laughs> they were the first Kardashians. Yes. <laughs> Complete with a few sex tapes. and Yeah. Uh, um, right. So yeah, stay tuned for uh, next the next episode when we Rep- find when we find out uh, what is it like when when the brothers meet back up with Joseph. Will they get along? Probably not. Next episode on Jerry Springer. Yes. 
They all lived miserably ever after. Thank you so much for listening to Bible Stories for Atheists. For more information or to reach out, please go to BibleStoriesForAtheists.com or bsfa.cc. This is boring. Are we there yet?